Welcome to a Latter-day Family Podcast. I'm Todd Michael. I'm Amber Michael. Do you have kids? Yes, I do. Do you, I, It's rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware of your condition and situation. Condition makes it sound like you're pregnant. She's I'm not on. pregnant. I mean your situation. I was say, don't start some rumors. I Come know. on. <laughs> Hashtag Latter-day Family Expansion. Spread the rumors now, folks. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, oh do you go to church? Go ahead and answer now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> if you said yes to either of these questions, then today's episode is for you. Today we're talking about kids at church. And that applies to people who bring their children to church, but it also applies to people who just go to church and... Uh, are around people with children at yeah, church. Yeah, <laughs> have to deal with children at church, may, we may say. Some deal with it, some enjoy it. Yes, yeah, some cherish it. Mm-hmm. For some, it dredges up deep heartache if they wanted kids and don't have them. Yeah, it sounded like you were joking at first, but you were being serious. No, I was being yeah. serious. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. said it in my kind of humorous tone. I but... was like, that's not a funny one. We hated that when we couldn't <laughs> I have kids. Well, it's kind of humorous because it's there's truth in humor. But yeah, yeah but, that's what yeah. I mean. Is like For some people, just seeing kids or seeing families with kids, then it's... It can be super, very hard. Yeah. And it is kind of funny when you're the parents because... You kind of sometimes feel like you're walking on eggshells with. Mm-hmm. You want to be very knowing, sensitive. Yeah, like teenager. knowing that there are couples that haven't been able to have kids or mm-hmm. single folks who've never had the opportunity to have kids. And then you try not to be a show off. Show off or, yeah, yeah or be like insensitive a... about like, oh, okay, anyone who, sh- anyone should have kids. Everyone should have kids. I don't know. Yep. Um, not that, I mean, I don't. Th- I wasn't even planning on going into I this know, topic, we but now sorry. here we go. Well, we aren't <laughs> planning on talking about anything. We don't plan, but I think it's important for people who have a particular blessing, whether it's kids or any other. Mm-hmm. I think if you recognize that you have a blessing that other people around you want, you shouldn't allow that to make you just feel guilty because mm-hmm. that's not the Lord's will. Like, be feel guilty for your talents, feel guilty for your mm-hmm. sheaths, feel guilty for what I've blessed you with. Yeah. But it should increase your gratitude for one Mm -hmm. and then maybe give you an awareness of how you can use that blessing to bless others or or like how you can be more empathetic Mm -hmm. to others who don't have that blessing. So if you recognize that, that recognition is good. Like, oh, wow, I'm filthy rich. Uh All these other people are dirt poor. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't need to feel guilty for being filthy rich, but maybe I should thank God for the financial blessings he's given me yeah or maybe i could use a little bit of my money to help some of these dirt poor people yeah that sounds smart maybe i can help my kids learn how to be respectful at church so they're not obnoxious little brats if i've been blessed with children <laughs> yeah it's a good point. no because uh, i've definitely struggled with that before with people that we know that ha- don't have the kids that they want to have yeah and uh, felt like oh i just can't talk about my kids. I have to pretend yeah, like I don't have kids that, or something. Yeah, wouldn't want to admit that they bring me <laughs> so joy or stupid. anything. <laughs> but you do have find a line where you're, you know, 
not yeah there's a difference between being insensitive yeah, but also not being or, overly yeah. sensitive it's not right. your fault that you, <laughs> right. you want to have kids that's what we're supposed to do and that's kind of like the new trendy thing right is like if anything isn't experienced by everybody then you can't be blank normative mm-hmm. like you can't be procreation normative <laughs> in your social media posts it shames those who cannot procreate yeah. You cannot be wealth normative. <laughs> I know, it's a good point. Though. I'm joking, but I'm sure there's some nerd oh. at UC Santa Cruz <laughs> writing a thesis on the both of those topics right now. I don't doubt that. <laughs> the, the harm when they... Okay, never mind. Anyway, um, back to our original topic. Yeah, kids, church. So maybe you have no kids and you just see kids at church and... You don't mind seeing them at church, but maybe it's helpful to hear some of the things, some of the considerations that parents have so that you can make things a little nicer for them or a little easier for them. Or Mm -hmm. maybe hearing us talk about it will spark some thoughts that you have for us or for other families that you can then share. And, and, um, you know, you'll realize that we're totally unaware of some of the aspects of Mm -hmm. your reality right so we only know our experience really so that's what we're speaking to um one thing i will say that i right out the gate that we do appreciate is people who do i mean not everyone has to appreciate kids in general and certainly not everyone has to like our children Mm -hmm. but of those who do i absolutely appreciate and love it when people come up to us and let us know like yeah when like oh your kids are so sweet or mm-hmm. oh it's great like when our baby's making sounds oh it's great uh-huh. to hear your baby making those sounds in sacrament meeting it's yes. too quiet without any babies in the world that helped a ton yeah oh good you're having another one that's so great we're yeah. excited you know those are just simple mm-hmm. basic things that maybe even they're not even giving a second thought yeah they mean a lot to us yeah if you're the person that does care does feel that way it's nice to have it voiced <laughs> Let it to be us known. that are the parents, because as far as we are concerned, you and I specifically. Right. Not all parents. Yeah. we When we go to church, we do try to focus on having our kids be respectful when they're there and teaching them to be respectful that other Indeed. people are there to feel the spirit and to learn about the gospel. And so some certain behaviors that they might do at home, like jumping on the couch or, yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, wrestling with each wrestling other. Wrestling with each other yeah. is just something that they don't do at church. Right. And so it is a lot of extra work to kind of get them to do that. Especially, right. honestly, since we've been we've been off church for a year. <laughs> yes. Getting them back to the going COVID there reset. again. Oh. It's been a challenge. Yeah, they they fell no. out of all of the great habits that we had kind of grandfathered <laughs> yeah, really in had. from having just one kid in the pew and we could really train him and then two and we could train them together and mm-hmm. get them like, this is the norm. And so then by the, th- the time the third came along, mm-hmm. she could see the norms like, oh, none of these other children are crawling mm-hmm. under the pew in front. I must not need to do that I either. I don't need to do it. Yep. Yeah, and all these types of things. And then, yeah, a year reset Mm -hmm. and now the last few weeks being back with them it's just totally and it's the same i can see it's the same for every other kid in the ward they're having a really hard time so thrown for loop they're like i can't go anywhere i want in this room i I can't touch or make any sound that i want to i can't wander up to any other person because even with not just church but they've been off school most of the year too 
So they're not used to doing it really anywhere. Right. They're used to just having their com home comforts, mm -hmm. which frankly, so am I. I know. It's hard for us <laughs> to do. I'm happy to work and stuff, adult. but yeah, I'm not, I'm not as used to the church environment either. I know. Especially on Sunday being in primary and doing the no singing, singing oh, time, man. basically sharing time. <laughs> Creative singing um, time. Yeah. Singing. That was interesting because I was like, oh yeah, this is a <laughs> thing still. Yeah. I was surprised how well the primary kids did on Sunday, actually. It was like they never left yeah. once they were in primary. When they were in the primary room, yeah. they were they did great. So in sacrament meeting, everyone seemed Hard. like they were really confused. But then once they got into the primary room, mm -hmm. they all just sat there. They were very quiet and focused. They all were masked. So I'm sure that contributes a little bit to yeah. it because it kind of makes you feel, I don't know, hamstringed. Yeah, they were honestly like more respectful than they used to be. <laughs> I know, it was funny. <laughs> Our primary used to be kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, which they'll, they'll get that they'll way get again. That I think it was because it was new. I know, I think it was because it was new too. It and, just was funny. <laughs> well, and let's, let's okay. It Every kid was with a different teacher uh -huh. than they previously had. Yeah, that's true. Because either teachers had been released and called mm -hmm. or they'd aged up. Uh-huh. Except, <laughs> except our kids because they're constantly in my mom's class. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's hilarious. <laughs> they get retained year after year. <laughs> it's like every year that our kids are changing to a new age group, somehow my mom either changes the class she's teaching or they combine classes so that they're either most of them are with her or all of them are with her. I'm still convinced that's not an accident. I know. She's, <laughs> She's like slipping them some calling them, bribery. Calling them on a Saturday evening. So, I understand <laughs> you're reorganizing the classes. <laughs> Maybe we could reach a little arrangement. <laughs> um, oh, and then it's a new primary presidency. Yes, that was the other point true. I was going to make. That's a good point. So, everybody, like all the kids, were really out of their element. Yeah. There was nothing that familiar and the people that were in the room yeah they'll get comfortable they'll again you're so right you're totally right <laughs> and new music time later you know yeah, i'm not that's the, the true you're last not the years. old person yeah, yeah. so enjoy it while it lasts lady yeah in a few weeks you'll be hiding behind that piano yes i will <laughs> <laughs> for protection <clears throat> all right so we all of our kids are young um seven and younger. Mm -hmm. So most of our church experience has to do with like bringing babies to church, mm -hmm. bringing elementary age kids to church. And I'm sure that changes when you have like middle schoolers, mm -hmm, sure. high schoolers, your considerations are going to be different. Yeah. Um, but for us, some of the things that have, have we've learned to navigate or that have come up are obviously like, you know, quiet activities to mm -hmm. keep them entertained, but Realizing that some, not all quiet activities are created equal. Yeah. So trying to focus on more either things that are inherently focused on the gospel uh -huh. or just more kind of like spiritual or, or artistic in nature mm -hmm. and not because like for a while we had, you know, coloring books that were like Avengers and, yeah you know, or like toys that were not noisy, but were yeah. just obnoxious or uh -huh. Um, so we've kind of fine-tuned that a little bit. Well, the church has, like, church coloring books now. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Super That helpful. helps a lot. <laughs> yes. You know, we've really done extensive research. And... You remember that time that we went to the Dollar Tree and we got, they had all those, like, funky Bible, Bible ones? <laughs> yes. They had, like, Bible sticker books and Bible um, coloring so books. So great. And they had, like, really silly-looking pictures. Yeah. And kind of mostly correct stories. Somewhat accurate. A little bit off. Yeah. 
and we would let them color in those. We too. loaded up on those. <laughs> yeah, did. those worked really well for <laughs> yeah before pre-COVID. Those were our go-to. Yeah. Um. Obviously, snacks used to be easier. Now, I mean, I'm sure it'll get back yeah, to being a little easier. Masks, but now, yeah, while while we're still in masks, snacks are kind of obnoxious because yeah, we just give the baby snacks. Yeah, it's like how do you give a seven year old a mask and a snack? I know. When we're on the way to church, he always says. You forgot to give me a snack before we came. <laughs> oh, and so then I like toss a bag of fishy crackers back to him and say, Eat as many as you can before we get there. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that'll fade. But I don't know. I don't know how quickly in California, frankly. I know. I'm not holding my breath. Um other things that are considerations, of course, are like when your kid needs to go to the bathroom or mm-hmm. wants to go out. Mm-hmm. Um we noticed before we had any kids that a lot of families who just take their kid out for any reason, any little sound or whatever, basically condition them to want to go out yeah. for literally any reason. All they have to do is make a little sound. Yes. Or say they and, want to like, go oh. and I know for some parents, frankly, it's clearly if the parent wants to go sit in the foyer. Yeah. So it's an excuse, mm-hmm. which shame on you, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> But for the kids that have a parent that doesn't mind sitting through the meeting, like you don't have to take them out unless it's mm-hmm. to change a diaper mm-hmm. or if they seriously get hurt and you know they're just going to be wailing for mm-hmm. several minutes because of pain. Yeah. Or if they, they need just... to use the bathroom. Well, yeah. If they're an older kid needs a bathroom. Yeah. I thought that was category Oh, that one with diaper. diaper. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Continue diaper, Yeah. Bathroom needs or. But like if they're just fussy, if you don't train your baby that anytime they fuss, they leave. Mm-hmm. Then they stop fussing. Like, they're not going to keep that up. And most toddlers and younger, they are pretty content to just mm-hmm. be held by you. Like, you're holding them. You have yeah, enough room to let them move around a little bit. Like, they can be content in the pew. Yeah. And then as they get older, if they're used to staying in there, they don't. Like, our kids never ask to, quote, unquote, go get a drink of water. No. We just bring them water. Yeah. We bring them snacks. Yep. And if they, like you say, if they need to use the bathroom, yeah. we take them out. And like our son sometimes would get anxious when he was younger and uh-huh. want to go out to use the bathroom just because it was like a nice little yeah. reset. And that was fine. And I take him out. But as soon as he was done, we just we'd come back, back in. in. I know it wasn't, and it wasn't like 10 times the sacrament. No, or whatever. once. I know that was one of the time, one of the ways when us observing people and being our judgy, no yeah. kids selves actually paid off yes. and we were right <laughs> because we were like, we're, we're not going to do that. We're just going to not do that. And when we had yeah. kids, we actually followed through and our kids don't want to go out all the time. No. And, and not to pick on my sister, but my nephew who is a hilarious kid anyway, he would want to get a drink of water. I mean, literally like a dozen times during sacrament meeting and she would always let him Mm -hmm. and he would take like five minutes (laughs) some of the time. time. So yeah, basically he spends more time in the Mm -hmm. hall than he does in the chapel. And that went through from the time he was like five or even younger up through well to adulthood probably, but through his teen years for sure. So all this to say, yeah, seeing that non-example kind of helped notice. When the kids are growing up constantly like that it's distracting for you as a parent it's distracting for the kid who's you know going out to not being able to listen at all and it's distracting for everybody so well, of course you yeah, know so like else. everybody involved basically is just distracted yeah. so right. it's nice to shoot for not having to take them out all the time right 
I I've never been to a building that has this, but I understand that there are buildings that have cry rooms in the back yeah. where it's like plexiglass and you take the kid in there. Yeah. And they can be noisy, but you can still see and they have Yeah, they or I've heard that they have them where it's just like a monitor and a video feed or just mm-hmm. the sound comes in, you don't see it necessarily. Yeah. But have you been in a building that has that? Well, when I was a baby. Is that a Utah thing? When I was a baby they had one over in okay. like San Jose area. Oh, okay. And because my mom always tells the story of me crying so loud that everyone could still hear me <laughs> through From the, the glass or whatever. Maybe she should have done a better job of consoling you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm well, saying, I, but yeah, yeah, they do have them here and there. Here, that is my point. Okay. But um, just occurred to I me as you're talking about that. Like, is this totally a foreign concept? Are they in every building in Utah? I, I know. Don't know. I don't know. Write to us. Let us know. Okay. Moving on. Um. Well, and legitimately, people's kids can be annoying. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been in boards with people who, <laughs> speaking of cry room, <laughs> there's ours. Um, we've been in wards where, you know, people's kids were super They were doing needy. the wrestling, jumping <laughs> on the couch. Yes, or screaming yeah. out or running out. And, and then when anyone says anything, then there are parents who can be, really touchy about it Mm -hmm. and get offended and not come to church for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I think if you're going to bring your kids to church, you have to one, accept that they're going to do things that are undesirable or inconvenient or, you know, maybe frustrating to other people. Yeah. Number two, you can't take it personally. If other people have a problem with that, you, you, you don't need to worry about stopping them from being noisy Uh always or, Mm -hmm. Worrying about if they are impacting other people, but you also don't need to pretend like it's everyone else isn't going to be impacted Mm -hmm. and you can't expect everyone to just ignore it. They're going to turn and look. Yeah. (laughs) They can't help it. Your baby's making noises. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to maybe offer in judgmental ways and they think they're helping and you're going to feel like they're judging. Yeah. Or they may even make jokes because they think they're lightening the mood and you could take it personally. (laughs) Or you could just let it roll off your shoulders. Yeah. So it's good to have that mindset to know, like, your kids are going to be kind of obnoxious to other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't fault them for expressing or acknowledging it. Yeah, that's true. Whoa. Case okay. in point. <laughs> no, I feel like you're giving me that speech, though. <laughs> that's like basically oh. the speech you gave me, like, a few weeks ago when I was yeah. freaking out about our kids being noisy yeah. in church. It's just, I mean. But it makes sense. It's like, right. but of course it's going to be annoying to other people. But yes, it is still the lord's church and he wants kids to be there right and they're not going to stop acting like kids just because they're at church they're at church they (laughs) slowly and gradually and consistently learn reverence Mm -hmm. but as many people who are adults will tell you reverence isn't always (laughs) silence yes they can be boisterous and excited and honestly i would rather kids be comfortable and excited to be at church Mm -hmm. than associate church with the place where everyone's mad at me and I have to be quiet and bored and do nothing. The place where I hate being. You don't right, want that. Right. The no. whole purpose of us gathering together is to help everyone feel welcome mm-hmm. because we're all part of the body of Christ. Kids especially. Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't be the least comfortable or their behavior shouldn't be the least natural to fit there. Yeah. As Gary Miller says, <laughs> feeling the spirit and being spiritual isn't being silent. And yes. what is appropriate for some isn't appropriate for everyone. So exactly. it may work for you. It may not work for you. That doesn't make it wrong or right. It just yep. means it's not for you. Yeah. So quiet people, great. 
Noisy ah, people, yep. great. Quiet kids, great. Noisy kids, ah, it happens. Yep, there's going to be different levels of it. Like, even that lady that came and told us she liked hearing our baby, then the next week she came up and said, your kids are <laughs> much, better be <laughs> much better behaved than some other kids that were here today. It's <laughs> was like, whoa. Like, loaded comments. <laughs> Thank you. Duly noted to Question not mark. get put into that category by you. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I love how meta this episode is. We're talking about noisy kids while our kid is being obnoxiously noisy. I know, seriously. <laughs> it's like, in any case anyone was wondering, these are some of the sounds you'll hear in church. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, so maybe to end things off, since he's not going to probably get any quieter. No. Let's focus on some things, some practical advice for new parents, especially young parents of like one kid. Yeah. Or they're about to have a baby. What are some That's things, some, some uh, actionable advice that they can take well, to the bank? Uh, my main one is figuring out what you're going to do in given situations with, with your kid and with other people. For example, because that probably doesn't make much sense without an example. It's like when you have a newborn, you need to decide ahead of time. Like with that newborn, if someone comes up and it's like, can I hold your baby? What are you going right. to say? Like you have to think about that ahead of time. Yeah. Because as soon as you they come up to you and say, can I hold your newborn? You don't know. You haven't decided you're going to say no or yes or whatever. Then, you It's out of your control. You panic and then you just the say, okay, and you just arms. hand the yeah. baby over. Or else they just start grabbing it a lot of times. Right. So you have to decide. They feign <laughs> asking as they're taking. Yeah. They, so you have to decide and ahead of time. people at church are super obnoxious at thinking that if they got your baby... That means that anybody can hold your baby oh, yeah. and they can just hand Pass them off. It off. Or they'll wander off down the halls yes. with it. It's like, I would like to know where my baby is. Stay in this room with me right. at least if you're going to hold it. And okay, side note, you empty nesters or never <laughs> nesters. Just because someone has a baby that you think is cute, that doesn't mean A, that you have to hold it. B, <laughs> that they should give you permission to hold it. Or C, that you need to get bent out of shape if they say no. Because yeah. frankly, it's not your child yep so yes cute babies can exist without you holding them i mm -hmm. promise you're gonna survive and when it's your first baby be prepared for when you if you do tell them no for them to say oh yeah i was really particular with my first yeah, baby try to too they'll shame try to kind of like embarrass you yeah. a little bit but if you really don't want them to hold your baby stick with it it's yeah. your decision it's your kid and honestly they catch on pretty quickly and then you get the reputation and then yeah. they stop asking because we with we only had that with our first baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people kept trying to realize, take oh. him and then we'd be like no yeah. when they're especially when they're really little we didn't really want people to right you know well, you're trying to keep germs at a we'd stay at home from time. church for a solid six weeks i know we wouldn't even take them there yeah and then once we came yeah yeah it was, it's just nope yeah because people in our particular ward do have very wandering tendencies and we didn't yeah we saw them doing it to lots of other people before yeah, just, we were oh, able to have, I have kids. your baby now i'm gonna continue and on with my day we kind of freaking out about yeah <laughs> we didn't want our child just wandering around the church with right. somebody well and here's a disclaimer while we're dishing out advice Here's a disclaimer from my background. Mm -hmm. So I come from public education. I have to go through regular, intensive, mandated reporter training, which is basically it goes through in a structured way these training courses that tell you all the ways that children could possibly be mistreated or abused. Mm -hmm. Sexual abuse, physical abuse, all forms of abuse. And that training has made me very vigilant mm -hmm. in not just trusting people blindly or not putting children, my own or anyone else's, in situations that 
open the door to abuse yes. because the number one marker for abuse is a trusted adult being alone with a child. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what predators seek out mm -hmm. is opportunities where they can be in a position of trust, where they can get alone with small groups of children mm -hmm. or alone one-on-one -on -one with a child. Mm -hmm. Thankfully now the church has that training as well. Yeah. That kind of talks, it touches on it lightly, but yeah. not as in depth as people need to be aware of. Uh -huh. So don't just send your kid out to go to the bathroom by themselves if they're young and they're not aware of how to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. Don't just send your kid into a primary class if there aren't two teachers, which is the new mm -hmm. standard. Don't send your kid outside the church building or leave them in the car or leave them mm -hmm. in the building if you're not. I mean, like, be aware just because you're at church doesn't mean that everyone's intentions are good. Yes. And just because someone appears to be trustworthy does not mean that they are because there are countless mm -hmm. instances in and out of the church where people specifically get into positions of trust yeah. so that they can abuse that trust. Yes. That a, a, a child abuser isn't wanting to be labeled as that because then they will lose their access yes. to what they're seeking out. Exactly. They want to appear as somebody who everyone should trust. Mm-hmm. So I know it's a soapbox, but that one really That's gets me one. when people are like, mm -hmm. oh, you go befriend this family and disappear out of my sight for however much uh -huh. time. Or, yeah, go to the bathroom and you're gone for 10 minutes. I don't know where you are. I yes. don't know who's in there with you. Yeah. No, like be by your kid's side. And no, of course, you're not going to be able to be with them all of the course. time. But there's certain developmental levels where you uh -huh. can give them more and more trust because they are old enough yeah. and have the words to tell you. Uh -huh. Same thing with nursery mm -hmm. ticks me off when people want there to be one, one kid with one uh, adult uh -huh. no we had that happen once with we our did. daughter and we just took her out ticked us off so much We're like no sorry i know so anyway yep you, you can't you can't put good intentions in the bank uh -huh. you can only put evidence and control and you have evidence that nobody has been alone with your child if they're with yep. you and you have control and you only can give it up or hold on to it. So, uh -huh. and yes, maybe it's overly cautious, uh, yeah. overly sensitive, overly paranoid. Well, guess what? Your kid hasn't been abused. So congratulations. Yep. You did your job. I know. We always say that we'd rather be those like embarrassing in quotes, parents yeah. that overly are like overly than protective than just to have underprotected, especially when they're little, like you say, yeah. that mental ages. If they're 10, fine. Okay. <laughs> they have that ability to, Mm -hmm. navigate you're situations able to teach them and about, you can teach them mm -hmm. yeah, and they can talk to you if something happens mm -hmm. but like especially pre-verbal no mm -hmm. no one has my kid out of my sight yep out at church anywhere yep yeah we agree on that that's for sure so anyway, anyway that was that's a good a really good point to make and something that you sometimes don't consider before you have kids yeah so maybe you do you maybe you don't through. we didn't really necessarily talk about that right but we were both on the same page with yeah. it yeah yeah Another one I think is important to think through before you have kids is um, church clothes and how mm -hmm. intensive you're going to go. I know it's a small one, mm, but a good point. like they don't have to wear adult church clothes every week. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Sunday best is great. And Sunday mm -hmm. best is, is the standard. But I think if it's a the difference between, again, your kid feeling comfortable at church. Uh-huh. Versus or, I hate it being there. Yeah, versus it being a miserable experience. Like, let them have some say in what they wear and, and kind of lead that. And it can be still mm -hmm. respectful clothes. They shouldn't be wearing, like, flip-flops and tank top and shorts. But yeah. 
like our son sometimes really is excited to wear his white shirt and tie yeah. so he can look like daddy. Yeah. Sometimes he wants to just wear a button-up shirt. Yeah. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be some super stressful, rigid thing that makes them feel yeah. like if they aren't looking a certain way, then the Lord's not approving of them yes. because that's not the standard. I agree. It's been, that's been what we've done is have them make their own choices, like offer them, offer them Sunday best options, but not, right. it has to be, you're wearing a suit every week or you're. <laughs> now, if I have that standard for myself, I wear a white shirt and tie every week. Yeah. And that's my choice, but it's with a certain understanding that if I see someone else who's wearing a, a no tie and a blue shirt, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, what are they I doing? know, exactly. Whereas for kids, they're still kind of understanding like what. Mm-hmm. What makes church church? What makes my, you know, offering acceptable to the Lord? I just don't mm-hmm. want that to be confused. Yeah. And to think like, it's just your appearance. That's what the Lord's looking at. Yeah. I think another thing that makes kids mm-hmm. comfortable at church is knowing that each individual kid, what their needs at church are going to be. Yes. And for like, for our oldest child who feels anxious about things more often, we have, ha- we will do certain things like, when he first started going to primary, you were a teacher in there, I think, right? Yeah. And you would take him out sometimes when he was feeling extra anxious and take him for like a walk once around the church and just talk a little about him and go back. And he would just miss a few minutes and then he would feel a lot better about it. Yeah. But with like some of our others, like our, our three-year-old, she's going to her class for the first time now and she's totally at ease. She's going around. She's the boss of the class basically. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't need that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so it's just, if you know the individual needs of each kid, which you will, if you're their parents, if you're in tune with them, I would hope. Yeah. And then just to have that in mind ahead of time as well. Right. And you don't need to prove some point like, you know, he was our first, so we could have been hung up on proving that we weren't, overprotective and Mm -hmm. forced him to stay in primary without us or, you know, like done these stunts to try Mm -hmm. to show how good of parents we were in the process, Mm -hmm. totally not considering our kids needs. Yeah. And that doesn't really do anything because I've, Mm. as being a primary teacher for many of the most recent years of my Mm -hmm. life, I've seen when those parents leave the kid Uh and just bust out before the kid's ready to say goodbye to them. And the kid just spends the rest of the time feeling Mm-hmm. vulnerable or stressed out. Whereas sure. parents who are just like, okay, here you are. You're with your class. I'll sit in the back yeah, or whatever. Or let them ease into it for a few weeks and then slowly. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to say goodbye to you at the door. If you need me, they can get me or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're not making this Dude, easy, kiddo. Please, child, <laughs> please. <laughs> well, I remember um, too with like with nursery, that's one where they really pressure you sometimes, yes. I guess. I'll say in our experience, we felt very pressured, especially yes. with our first, I'd say two kids yep. to when we would take them there, that the leaders would really be like, no, no, you can just leave them. Just sneak out when they don't see you. They'd always yeah. say that one, sneak out so they can't see you leaving. That instills some trust in <laughs> your yeah. 18-month-old. When I'm we come to this away. place <laughs> at any moment, I ditch you. I could disappear. <laughs> Welcome to church. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's funny when you put it that way. But people That's really totally say the that. Expectation, and when yeah. you're a new parent, if you're not a confident, like we didn't know, yeah. feel super confident all the time, we would definitely let stuff like that happen more 
than we did with our later two kids. And yeah. I, I feel like the youngest two of our kids are the most confident, right? Uh, most most trusting because yeah. we knew what we we're doing more with right. them. We the oldest two, yeah, garbage. get anxious about stuff more because yeah. we were figuring that stuff out. We were right. perfect at it, right? Or we were just trial and error. So trial like, and error. Yeah. It's better for us to just leave. Yes, I definitely did the stand around the corner of the nursery and listen to our daughter cry for half an hour before it because yeah. the people would be like. Oh, stop! Yeah. Don't come back or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, why like, would you uh, let them tell you not to come back? You I can know. come back. You are their parents. Yeah, it's your kid. You can sit in there the whole time and make those leaders feel awkward if you want. Yes, build them blocks. <laughs> it's fun in there. I know. So <clears throat> anyway, we got to the point with the, our youngest two where we, well, not with the youngest two. This one hasn't been in nursery. No, but. But the young, the young second youngest third. was just staying in there with her. Yeah. She didn't want. Anyway. That's, that's my good, personal. Yeah, rant. no, that's a good. That's a good uh, overarching mindset is just to know and and keep in mind that you are the kid's parent, and even if other people want to judge you, pressure you, you know, same with as you as your kids mm-hmm. get older, you have teenagers like certain activities you don't want them to do. Okay, mm-hmm. certain activities you're really excited for them to do. Okay, like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure in the church to just follow the crowd and if it's church it all must be good uh-huh. and if everyone else is cool with it then it just must be great but you know what there are commandments and then there's the things that are just going on in your ward yeah they're not all one in the same yeah. so as long as you're prioritizing the commandments mm-hmm. teaching come follow me at home and you know there's leeway for different parenting styles different approaches yeah different mindset other and, people will be comfortable doing it different yeah. way than you and if nothing else just remember that you may be setting an example for another young parent mm-hmm. who doesn't feel confident, but then sees you going your own way. And then they realize, well, actually I'm more comfortable with yeah. this. Or, Cause I know when we started staying in nursery, then there were a lot of other parents who would they started stick around too. too. And then it was kind of like, kind of like a parent, parent hangout. <laughs> yeah. You have like six parents in there. Part of it was cause there was never official oh, leaders. leaders. I know. But anyway, I know. Um, there's one other thing that came to my mind on the, Oh, what I think makes me sometimes well made me in those days avoid it was like you don't want to get branded as like a helicopter parent or a snowplow sure. parent. Yeah. But like there's a difference between making sure kids feel like they're safe and that they have they can trust you right. versus doing everything for them and right. clearing the no, path. So, no. you know, just to keep that in mind. Because yes. if I'd been able to tell myself that in those days, yeah, I probably would have just been like, Yeah, I'm It's staying. a good distinction. <laughs> right. So you're not hovering you're not- over of them coloring their pictures for them, talking yeah. to them the whole time, yeah, interrupting. You're just there you're as there. a presence for comfort. Mm-hmm. You can play with until them Until they no whatever. longer feel like they need you. You can play with other kids. You're just, you're in there, right. but you're not doing everything for them. So in I there. started this episode by saying this is for you if you have kids at church or if you don't, but basically the second half is just if you're going to have kids at church. Yeah. <laughs> so I should have, maybe I'll insert a warning. Maybe. Yeah, here, let me record it now. The second half of this episode does not apply to you if you're not planning on bringing young children to church. Thank you for listening to the first half and have a blessed day. There. I'll insert that. I'll put that back in. All right. Anyway, thanks for making it through with the sounds of our children, especially our youngest child. Mm -hmm. That was a great sample of what he's happy to do in any meeting at any point in church. Yeah. And yet we continue to go and feel comfortable there because it's the Lord's church. And you should too. Also, thank you again to all those folks out there who are empty nesters or who haven't yet had children or Mm -hmm. for whatever reason are in a position to help 
families with young kids feel a little more comfortable, mm-hmm. we really appreciate it. Like yes. it is stressful and uncomfortable and awkward at times for us. And the fact that you are willing to go out of your way and help us be a little more comfortable. Thank you. Although I just told them not to listen. I know. So. I was going to say, I was going to joke about that and be like, you told them to tune off. <laughs> Never mind. Now you're talking to them. <laughs> okay. While we've uh, digressed from our, what was going to be our sign off, can I mention one more thing? Yeah. Okay. Mother's Lounge. Oh. It's a terrible place. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't even have to take kids in there, but oh. please don't leave your dirty diapers in the Mother's Lounge. Yes. Take the diaper out to a bathroom trash, drop it in. Because those ones get emptied more frequently. Mm-hmm. And the bathroom has a fan. I know. The mother's lounge has no ventilation. And no one ever thinks to empty it. Even when the church gets cleaned most of the time. Yeah. Our That's mother. I know, there's so many things at the mother's so lounge. It always opens onto the foyer. Yes. Where everyone is gathering. Right. It never has any like cover. So if the door opens wide. You're just in there breastfeeding Viewed your child. for everyone. Another thing, they always it's just the put... most natural thing. Don't worry about it. You shouldn't be shameful. Well, feed them in sacrament meeting. Go up on the stand in the choir love. Be a proud mama. Okay, okay I'm all for if you have no other options, you can breastfeed your child discreetly right. the best you can. Right. But they have a mother uh, lounge there. It's there. Why Use do it. they never have a window? Like even a tiny window at the top or something yeah. like that. I mean, they're planning out the church building. Usually they plan it as the mother lounge. Just yeah. put a little window there at the top so that I when know, someone does change don't. a diaper in there, they could open it. Maybe in Utah they do. I'm going to pretend Maybe. that okay. Utah buildings are way better. Okay, here they're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> everyone discards at our ward, everyone discards all their old diapers and funky items in there they right. think other moms will it's want to find us a treasure <laughs> no they're always so small too which i'm like in a for a faith that is uh, supposedly promoting <laughs> having children and many of them uh-huh the odds are there's going to be more than two babies that are I know. breastfeeding at any given time even our stake center one has two chairs they're right crammed side yeah, by like, side it's super, like a nine super by close. nine if that maybe like an eight by eight room uh-huh. it's a stake center. basically there's touching multiple elbows. wards that meet in there I don't know. And some babies, are, they'll like nurse fine with other kids noisy around. But sometimes it's nice yeah. to have a little space because sometimes they get distracted. It's just, right. it's rough. <laughs> yeah, that room just, I don't know what what can be done to improve it. But it needs oh, some no. of TLC. Yeah. So if you're a church architect and you're listening to this episode, yes. get on that. Yeah. All right. Someone who spent like <laughs> seven years in there. <laughs> yes. I feel like I have a right to complain about yes, it. Yes. <laughs> in the trenches. Okay, fine. I'll actually let us end All the episode right. now. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for making it to the end here. And uh, tell us anything we left out. If there are some helpful tips, let us know. We can tweet them out. Or maybe, like I said at the beginning, anything that is a unique challenge to others or... I don't know. Anything that has to do with kids at church, Mm -hmm. if we didn't mention it and you think people should consider it, Mm -hmm. send us a message. Let us know. We love hearing from you. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Latter-day Doofus and at Latter-day Snark. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.